Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Time now to turn our attention to the talk of the town this week and it's COVID-19 related, of course. According to Bloomberg, Singapore has one of the highest vaccination coverages around the world. We have now fully vaccinated over 80% of our population. Compare this to other countries. China has fully vaccinated 73%, while the EU and the US have fully vaccinated 60 65% and 55% of their populations, respectively. But despite that, it seems we are not in the midst of battling a record wave of COVID-19 infections, just as the country plans to reopen to the world. Yeah, so it was reported yesterday that two more seniors have passed away from complications due to COVID-19. That takes our total death toll to 95. Those two seniors were not vaccinated and it also marked the 11th straight day that deaths from COVID-19 were reported. We've got, what, 2,478 new COVID-19 infections reported as well? The term endemic, of course, was often used a few months back. But really, is an endemic supposed to look like this? Are we really showing the world what an endemic is? If not, what should it look like? To talk more about this, we're joined now by Dr. Leong Ho Nam, an infectious diseases physician at the Rohai Clinic. Good morning, Dr. Leong. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Great to be on your show. All right, doctor, let's start off with the fact that Singapore has high vaccination numbers, but we're seeing more cases than ever. Um, I said earlier was what 2,478 reported yesterday. And all this on the back of government officials talking about how we plan to live with the virus and transit away from a COVID zero approach. They've been trying, but I guess to start off, Doctor, what does the word endemic actually mean today? I mean, we live with the flu, we live with the common cold. It's got to be slightly redefined when it comes to living with COVID. What are your thoughts? It, it would be simply living with a cold, but we just changed the name from a cold to a COVID. Endemic means it is easily found, it's very easily transmissible in that country, and that's what COVID-19 is going to be. Dr. Leong, the cold and the flu, they don't precipitate tightened restrictions and lockdowns. So, of course, people are saying, you know, if we have decided to live with COVID as an endemic, why not just accept these numbers as par for the course instead of implementing tightened restrictions from time to time? After all, it is the number of severe infections that is key, right? Not the absolute number of infections as a whole. Yet the relatively high number of fatalities when we compare the numbers now to the numbers earlier on in the fight against COVID is concerning for some, concerning enough to warrant more control. So where do you stand on this? That's a great question. You see, if you were vaccinated, this would be a simple common cold to you. The mortality rate falls to 0.01%. And that is very, very close to what an influenza mortality is like. But if you're not vaccinated, then it becomes a real threat with a mortality rate of at least 0.1 to 1%. And you will choke up the hospital resources. So to put it the other way, all these measures are actually done to actually protect the unvaccinated. That's the issue. And this is why we're tightening up. The government is tightening up because the hospital is choked full of patients with COVID-19. Now, some of them is because they are unvaccinated. But there's also a big cultural influence as well. In Singapore, 
there is a stigma with COVID-19. When you get infected with COVID-19, if you are the son of an elderly parent, even though they've been vaccinated, no, the right thing to do is to send him to hospital and make sure they have the best care. So there's a cultural need for these people to be admitted and in turn they're choking up 15% of the hospital base. So that's where the problem is. Wait, Dr. Leong, are you saying that the whole issue of why even, say, if I lived with my parents, I've been vaccinated, I'm asymptomatic, I go to a hospital, I choke up the system there. The whole problem is because I live with my parents because we're in Asia. It's more with the parents. If the okay. parents are actually okay. 60 years old and above, they end up with COVID-19 and they're relatively asymptomatic. Many of them say, I want to get them into the hospital so I get the treatment, etc. Mm-hmm. And this chokes you up. Not, not so much of you, but your parents will choke up when in fact, 90% of them do not need any form of treatment at all. Mm. Now, Dr. Leong, that is definitely worth talking about. You know, it is about educating the public and to figure out when you should seek treatment, when you shouldn't. And the fact that you should get vaccinated in the first place, right? Because we still have about 20% of the population not vaccinated. But because you mentioned the fact that hospital resources are choked up, I think we must remember that Finance Minister Lawrence Wong did say that the latest round of restrictions are needed to stabilise the situation, to prevent avoidable deaths in light of this fact that Singapore's healthcare system is under tremendous pressure. But actually, the possibility of the caseload increasing substantially was raised by the government just as we were moving into accepting COVID as a pandemic. Considering the early warning, why do you think the healthcare system was still not prepared to handle the numbers as they emerged? I wish they were better prepared. I agree. But I think the virus caught them by surprise. That's what the minister said, as well as uh, Professor Lewisin from NCID. Uh, In short, the virus transmits very, very quickly, very easily. High transmissible rate, which is it. Number two, many people are asymptomatic. Uh, That's what Elliot has put forward. You're asymptomatic, you feel well, you go out and then uh, you pass the virus on. I'm seeing many healthcare workers who wouldn't have been diagnosed, who would have diagnosed themselves with COVID-19 if not for the fact that they were very, very cautious or they were put on the routine roster testing. And when they do it, they say, oops, I'm actually positive. I thought it was just a little sniffle from my uh, usual allergic rhinitis. And with that, number of cases goes up. So the number of cases which we are seeing now in Singapore is inflated in the sense that we are looking out actively for all the asymptomatic and mildly symptomatic individuals and people who have come in contact with others. So in a real endemic situation, do you swap everyone with a cough, cold, runny nose back in 2018? You don't. I'm well, I feel good, I just go off to work or I stay at home, I exercise my own citizen's responsibility, but we don't swap everyone ourselves. Mm. So that's the difference. We end up finding a lot of big numbers Mm. and this exacerbates and accentuates the stigma of COVID-19. And then with the death cases uh, that are coming up, and we can address that if possible, Mm. we do have elderly that are dying. It just puts the fear there. But if we actually go on to academic living and not worry so much about the asymptomatic numbers uh, and we only look at those who require hospitalization, the numbers will drop and it will be less fearful. And that's what the rest of the other countries are doing, moving to endemic living. We're talking about Germany and the other European countries where they take on as if we only test you if you're symptomatic, if you're not well.
Mm. Dr. Leong, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And if you don't mind, I want to combine a couple of issues uh, into this question. Do bear with me. So on the back of what you said, earlier this week, uh, opposition party, Singapore Democratic Party, actually proposed an eight-point plan de- detailing how Singapore can exit the pandemic. I just want to bring up a few points. One is to do away with testing. Uh, the other is patient segregation, a dedicated ambulance hotline. Now, I know you mentioned that the health care system is on the brink of breakdown. How will this help? I mean, wouldn't it put more of a strain when you have a dedicated segment in that sense or a dedicated ambulance? But that's just my thoughts. What are yours? I think the dedicated hotline is primarily to actually help people of uh, contact someone when they need help to get into the hospital for okay. COVID-19. Okay. Uh, so it's more administrative logistic okay. call okay. than a medical call. Uh, but that's the thing. I mean, we are experiencing administrative and logistics problems, yes. right? We are experiencing yes. those. That's yes. the cr- at the crux of the current problem and why tighter restrictions were deemed necessary. So yes. what exactly do you think needs to be done in order to take the pressure off and handle it prudently in a safe manner as well? In essence, number one, Singaporeans need to stop pressing the panic button. If you are vaccinated, COVID-19 is no longer a stigma. You're fine. Stay at home and you'll be well. Culturally, there's a need to get admitted. And if you look at the patients who are admitted, many of them, 80 to 90%, do not need hospital admissions. So they do choke up the system. Number two, everyone can exercise their own right to look after themselves. You play the part. Don't press the panic button. Number three, I think these numbers do put the fear into the population and to the fear for the other countries are observing Singapore. We are not reporting it the way the rest of the world is reporting it. And they put it in their own perspective when, in fact, we do look for asymptomatic cases and mild cases and swap them. Uh, These are cases which the rest of the authorities worldwide are not interested at all. And number five, I, I must have stated before and again and again, we can improve our vaccination rates, in fact, our booster rates. Mm. So uh, just case in point, my parents and my, my elderly, uh, my uncles and aunties in the typical Singapore fashion, are uh, all given their booster shots. They felt a little bit lousy from it, mm. but I am rest assured they are the sort who do not need hospitalization. I do not need to attend to them. They can coast through, I'll use the word, coast through the whole COVID-19 as if they are going out for a joyride and they'll be fine. So that's what everyone needs to do, especially for that risk population with a booster shot and they'll be fine. And we remove the stigma of uh, COVID-19 and really then it becomes endemic living. Dr. Leong, to, to quote a famous phrase in Parliament, own self, check own self. Uh, and I want to check own self in that sense. Are we doing it wrong in the media where we are constantly reporting the full caseload? The deaths, of course, look bad. And ultimately, because of this, are we perceiving the restrictions wrongly? Are you saying that restrictions really should apply to the unvaccinated? How do I navigate this fear right now? There are many things to unravel. It's really many, many knots tied up and becoming a big knot. First knot is the fear and the stigma, which we talked about. Number two, we need to be disciplined. We need to get people who are well out of the hospital so that the truly sick ones get admitted. If you look at where the countries that suffer from COVID-19, mild cases, they get kicked out. They, they get turned around at the hospital. 
But Singapore, we accept very, very mild people because there's yeah. a fear to be hospitalized. So that must change. Culturally, that must change. And number three, a lot of self-help, own self-check, own self-treat. So th- things like that. And number four, of course, I, I, I must admit that Paul, Paul Tambay being a good friend, yeah. he has a point there. Stop looking at the numbers. Stop looking at the numbers. Instead, live it the way the rest of the world is doing. And in fact, this will make it less stressful for everyone. He has a good point there. I think it's valid. And of course, the rest of the Singapore control your need to go out a little bit because this will cut down the burden. When people, when the front load gets settled, that means the fear and the stigma and the numbers, then people will start living it normally. And perhaps we have put ourselves too much a high expectation for last one year. If you look at Italy, which burned previously from yeah. COVID earlier, they, they learned it the hard way and they say, oh no, it's nothing now. And the rest of the states, many people do not wish to get admitted to hospital for COVID-19. So culturally, it's really very different. How to change this, you think? How to educate people better on this subject so they stop pushing the panic button? Programs like yours, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know Good I'm answer. a big fan of yours. Because we need, we need conversations, conversations, conversations. The more conversations we have, and it's, it's not just on the media, but individuals who have recovered, telling their stories, hey, actually with vaccination, it really became a common cold. So I'll, I'll give you examples. So a 70, 80 years old woman who were insisted to be admitted by the family members. And by the third day, they say, Dr. Leung, I'm really getting bored. I want to get out of this place. They say, oh, we, have, uh, we are just checking on you first and making things here are fine. But in truth, they can be released. So we need to get this new messaging out. Once they're vaccinated, it be really becomes a common cold. Yes, some people do fall very seriously ill, but treat it like a common cold. When you're really sick from a common cold, you get admitted. Otherwise, COVID-19 doesn't mean automatic admission. Should we do away with blanket closures and restrictions? Instead, shut down only the physical buildings where outbreaks have occurred? This is something that the SDP also suggested. What do you think? I don't like shutting down places where the transmission occurred. Because if the transmission occurred, they have occurred before. And even if you shut it down now or you don't shut it down, these are talking about future transmissions. What I would rather say is that there will, I will inform the people, look, there are places where I've been infected. Please remind yourself if you are there, do your checks. If you are positive, stay at home. Do the so right social responsibility. Mm. But closing down for wiping down cleaning, it is more administrative and reset button effect than it helping control the epidemic. It really is it's a physical way of it's something very obvious for people to remind themselves that I need to do a check. I, I think it's just very expensive way of doing it. But Singaporeans, you can grow up. Singaporeans, you can grow up instead of being asking for the motherly government to tell us what to do. When you see a place with infection and you've been there, do your own checks. You yeah. don't need the motherly government to tell you when to drink your coffee, when to eat your cereals and when to use shower. Mm. So technically zonal but not really zonal uh, closure. Just as a final word, Doctor, and, and we've talked a lot about cultural issues that have caused the situation there and have contributed. Obviously, when the borders open up, that can potentially cause another panic. What would your warning be for when the borders open up and they have to open up, the virus has to come in again. What would your warning be to Singaporeans then? 
everyone will be tried and tested with a COVID-19 infection. Make no mistake about this. And if you are not vaccinated, you are going to fall sick, you are going to feel unwell, and in truth, you might even jam up. You might be one of those blocks that's jamming up the whole system. So if you really want the country to open up well and quick, make COVID-19 a really mild illness. And you have the power of doing that by getting yourself vaccinated. Unfortunately, the numbers are not good enough for the new Delta strain. And if you think Delta strain is bad, there will be another strain after that that will even demand greater cohesion, social citizenship uh, and cooperativeness uh, to actually take Singapore out of it. Fortunately, you can prepare for yourself, which is vaccinated. And number two, learn not to press a panic button, expect to be infected. And if you're vaccinated, expect to recover fully. All right, we've been speaking with Dr. Leong Honam, infectious disease physician at the Ropai Clinic. Really appreciate your time this morning, doctor. Take care and stay safe. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.